Hello and welcome back to Fashion Pod 101. My name is Rachel Sadler and today's episode is called Capsule Wardrobe More Than Just Fashion. So in today's 2019 where we are surrounded by technology aren't we? We have more decisions and power to make our lives easier, do what we want and live the lifestyle that we have than ever before. Uh, our, our lives have never been easy in comparison to our, our parents, grandparents and obviously great-grandparents and many more people between us. And we have the luxury to design our lifestyles with more and more people working for themselves from home, uh, virtually, uh, from a distance. Our lives are surrounded by options and of course decisions which is what got me thinking about today's episode. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a story first and then we'll get down to how I think it relates to a capsule wardrobe. So um, last September uh, I went on a buying trip to Japan um, for my vintage shop Ada's Attic Vintage we had an amazing time, such a, a beautiful country. The people are literally unbelievably nice. They're so smiley, happy, friendly, and it is just filled with uh, amazing history, culture, scenery, and of course, vintage. I've got loads of cool things, which is always great. Um, but there's one uh, incident in this uh, buying trip which really got me thinking and has actually been running through my mind for a while now, ever since it happened. So when we were there, we actually got caught in the typhoon jetty. So uh, a typhoon is a different, is like the Asian term for a hurricane. So, you know, a bit of strong wind and a lot of rain uh, did hit us. So uh, the day that it was hit, it hit, we were due to leave Tokyo to go to Kyoto, where we had already uh, booked our um, accommodation and we'd bought a seven day rail pass as we were traveling around. So we had the options to choose and make the decision of when we wanted to leave. The only thing that we had already planned was our accommodation, but I was pretty sure we would be able to rearrange this. However, much to my dismay, uh, we just still decided, you know, it's fine. What's a little bit of wind? Um, <laughs> that's the English in us really, isn't it? You don't really quite understand what a tropical storm is like. Um, so off we went, we packed up our stuff, got on the... Um, bullet train the world's fastest train and off we went from Tokyo to Kyoto on a journey which should have taken us no longer than two and a half hours and we were due to arrive in beautiful Kyoto my favorite place there um at around 1 30 in the afternoon perfect just enough time for us to check in unfortunately this did not go to plan as you might guess as I'm relaying this story to you now and uh what should have taken us two and a half hours turned into like a 13 14 hour mega journey which was yes actually longer than our whole flight uh including a layover in uh, Qatar from the UK to Tokyo so whilst we were stuck on this train um taking out the language barrier because obviously I don't speak Japanese and the my translation app was obviously not very accurate as uh, and it was sort of very um what I was trying to relate to the train guard who was ever so polite and helpful in the best way he could um was getting lost in translation and then his uh, version back to me was getting lost in translation again so we were with limited information but obviously we could see that the rain and the weather was deteriorating at a rapid pace um after uh, as we were on the train, we we were actually st- st- got um, positioned into this um, train station. So that we were, did have the option to like get on and off. And if you haven't been to Japan, there is food literally everywhere, and the train station it does have a lot of food options. So that was good. We had uh, food to keep food and drink to keep us um, 
from getting hungry and thirsty so that was good it could have been a lot worse whilst I was on this train we were speaking to other people who are also uh, in the same situation as us obviously and I got me thinking about the decision we had decision to get off and stay in this random little town I can't even remember what it was called now um and to try and find a hotel or we had the decision to to stay on the train and then just take our chance that we would eventually get to Kyoto at some point that day but there was no guarantee uh, and the the power and almost the weight of that decision on your shoulders became quite stressful now I know that was quite a stressful situation um we didn't really know what was going on the weather was deteriorating at a rapid uh, rapid um pace uh, it wasn't overly windy or it didn't seem that bad on such a heavy train so that was good and it was a sheltered train station however uh, the rain was uh very very heavy and the cloud was so gray it was crazy so uh we um after being on this train or stuck in this train station for about eight hours uh, we then got told we um were moving so we were great in between this, Anthony kept getting off on and off to get us some food and drink. Every time he left us, I uh, left me on the train with our uh, possessions. I was then worried that he wouldn't make it back for the train as there was no sort of confirmed time we were leaving. They would just stand an alarm and then you had like literally a minute to get back on the train. So as our uh, emotions were getting heightened, we were getting tired. It was getting later and later. We'd already spent eight hours stranded in this uh, train station. The train pulled away and we went along the track to the next stop. At the next stop, we were then told that our train that we were on was no longer going to Kyoto and we had to get off and get on another train on the opposite platform. And what they were doing is with everyone who'd already who'd got on a train from Tokyo to go to Kyoto was then getting gathered in this train station um, probably no longer than an hour really if the trains were running in the speedy fashion that they are known for um, from Kyoto so they were cl- uh, gathering everyone up so that they could put everyone on one train which obviously makes a lot of sense as our train was pretty empty so as we got on this train we were then stuck in this even smaller train station for another hour there was a few uh, hotels around that you could see and the w- the weight of our decision of do you stay do we go is getting more and more tired and then uh, limited information and then the weight of the decision was completely on our shoulders we had then decided that actually you know it's it's 11 o'clock now soon we'll be running out of time to be able to get a hotel if we wanted to so we made the decision to get off the train as we were getting off the train someone said Kyoto the train is going and then we were like oh do we get on do we get off so we decided to get back on <laughs> I have a point to this And then actually once we sat down again and then we had made the decision, that's it. No matter what time we get to Kyoto, we are going to uh, just go with this now. We're running with our decision. And it actually was a sense of relief. The, The stress of the situation had completely disappeared. And I was content enough just to play solitaire as I had no data. Oh, um on my phone and thankfully there was a power charger so you at least had that until the train eventually moved now full full praise for the um hard-working japanese rail crew that managed to not only get us to kyoto eventually i think we arrived in kyoto between 1 and 2 a.m in the morning but to actually fix all the uh, overland uh like the overwire track uh, train lines and which was causing us to be stranded in these smaller um train stations but it, it has me thinking that maybe our daily decisions actually have more bear more weight and give us more stress than we that we give them credit for so 
apart from that, you know, your daily life. I um, sat here this morning, I got up and I've been wanting to get up earlier because I am a night owl and I would love to sort of see the, the sunrise every morning and then have those first few, you know, hours where the world is still waking up. I love that. It's, you've got a sense of achievement, or I have anyway, of like you're getting a head start on the world and I'm already ahead of my daily tasks if I get up that little bit earlier. So thankfully, uh, Olive, my little beautiful sausage of a dog, um, <laughs> woke me up this morning at a very early hour and I decided, you know what, even though I went to bed really late last night around two o'clock in the morning, I'm going to stay up and then hopefully I'll be able to go to bed earlier tonight. So you've already made that decision subconsciously. I've sat here with a coffee. That's another conscious subconscious decision I've made. I've done my yoga, another conscious a subconscious decision I've made. So we all um, have a tendency to snooze that alarm, um, don't we? I am the world's worst for doing that. Sometimes I've done it for an hour and not even realised. My name, shocking, eh? And then I was reading this article today that said, if you decide, so you decide, you know, January, everyone wants to be a bit healthy, don't they, after the overindulgence in December. So I'm going to go to the gym every day or, you know, three times a week. So you set your alarm for 6am, to go to the gym and then you lay there thinking about all the consequences that your, your decision has. Do I go to the gym now? Or if I did this, I could have the best summer body ever. Um, or, you know, if I didn't go to the gym, this would happen. I'd feel guilty for the rest of the day. Instead of deciding about a decision that we've already made, this person said, you've made the decision, so just do it. And it really sort of resonated with me as that is so true. Like I battle with myself on a daily basis. Obviously, I am self-employed and I have... The, the amazing, great, unbelievable um, joy of being my own boss and deciding when and where and how long I work. I can work from anywhere. I need my computer. That's it. And I have all these things running through my mind. If I don't work, don't achieve my ever-grown to-do list on a daily basis, I'll stay up so late. That's why I tend to, tend to go to bed so late. And then it has a vicious cycle. I can't get, get up so early in the morning as I'm tired. I... Or I even almost feel guilty for deciding I'm going to go to a coffee shop and work in the coffee shop, which I know is completely ridiculous as so many people do that and coffee shops love people like uh, me who would like to go to a coffee or, or people who actually do it, uh, go to a coffee shop to work as obviously we're paying them for coffee and snacks throughout the day. But I actually feel guilty for leaving Olive at home on her own now as she is accustomed to me being with her and I do love her, obviously. And all these just little decisions that, way down and then can lead to procrastination and this is what got me thinking about a capsule wardrobe so the definition of a capsule wardrobe it was created by Susie Foe great name eh and uh, she was owner of a London boutique called wardrobe which was around in the 70s according to Foe a capsule wardrobe is a collection of few essential items of clothing that don't go out of fashion such as skirts trousers and coats which can then be worn with seasonal pieces. Sounds great, doesn't it? The original capsule wardrobe was created by Faux, uh, was said to include at least two pairs of trousers, a dress, a skirt, a jacket, a coat, a knit, a pair of shoes and two bags. The concept of a capsule wardrobe was popularised by American designer Donna Karen in 85 when she released her seven easy piece collection, which was, again, the same same basis of a capsule wardrobe, all pieces that work perfectly together uh, and complement each other. A capsule wardrobe is not only a great idea when it comes to um, 2019's less is more mantra. Obviously, we have discussed this a lot this past week. <clears throat> it's also per very purse friendly as it 
and it also is simple is a simple way to get dressed every morning as you're limiting your decisions you have to make by only having pieces that a look uh, look and fit you perfectly you love and all work together so I do think this is a really interesting term and I think a capsule wardrobe not only relates to how we get dressed on a daily basis as we've all had that oh my god I don't have anything to wear yet if I open my wardrobe doors I might get squashed by all my clothes moment in your life where you just no matter what you put on it just doesn't feel right you don't feel good in it and this is where a capsule wardrobe is great at making your daily decision for getting dressed that so much less stressful and you could get dressed in a flash so with all these these decisions that we have to make more and more with inundated by style advice fashion uh, social media everyone's scrolling through their feeds facebook there's pinterest there's podcasts there's youtube there's telly there's radio there's uh, even the i'm not going to say it the amazon home device and there's the google one completely inundating us with all decisions that is a capsule wardrobe more than just fa- that just more than just fashion it's definitely a question i have been asking myself for a while and i do think there is more grounds to this i'd love to know what you think so thank you so much for joining me today my name is rachel sadler and this has been a fashion pod 101 your daily fashion podcast i'll see you tomorrow bye <laughs>